We are 2928, a semi-weekly podcast produced and presented by Lopez and Guiley. If you are a new listener, please take the time to rate, review, and subscribe. New episodes and past seasons can be found at 2928.digital, iTunes, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. If you would like to be part of the conversation, we are 2928digital on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and all other socials. You can email questions, comments, or concerns to 2928.digital at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Tell a friend, and please enjoy the show. Welcome back. Man, this is nerve wracking. This is my uh, this is my remote deploy setup that I have. I don't have all my computers that I've been using. What's remote deploy setup look like? It's me recording directly into Audition, so not using QuickTime that I'm much more comfortable on. But Audition, I'm, I'm watching my waveforms right now, so at least that's going. But right before this, I was panicking, trying to create enough space on my uh, hard drive so I could record to it. Is this... Wait. What? <laughs> that's funny. Is this... Uh, it's not a Mac, then? No, this is, this is my PC. Oh, fancy. So that's... It's, uh, it's an it's like it's a nice portable, but it it doesn't have a lot of uh, hard drive space to begin with, and then I keep things on it all the time. So, so that wait, is this your personal machine? Yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. Weird. I never would have gotten a PC as a personal machine. I, I like to keep my one foot in it. One, because it helps with a lot of stuff that you come across with in, you know, production and other things. Mm-hmm. But two, I just felt like I was losing my ability, my uh, literacy on it, as it were. It's kind of funny setting up this Mac that I just got, you know, whatever, a few months ago now. Um, I kept on wanting to do, like, all of the old things, like... I was wondering, like, I keep on, like, looking. It, it's hard to explain, but I, I haven't had a desktop setup since, like, 2010? It's been Just, 11 uh, years. Like, like an actual desktop at home, you mean? Yeah, but, like, a com- yeah, but you yeah. use a desktop differently than you use a laptop. True. Usually at a desk and not on your lap. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's for starters. But um, I don't know. I just kept on. I don't want to. I'm going to sound so fucking old saying this. You're recording, yeah? Oh, yeah. 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 Right. Want to do a clap right now? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Three, two, one. All right. Good. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to sound saying. old saying this, but I'm like looking for not necessarily AOL Instant Messenger, but it's like that's what I'm looking for. Right. Because I used to have that thing where it's like you'd have your ADM window open and it's just 
you know, I remember thinking it was so cool that I could, you know, remember that age where we set things to like full transparency? What do you mean? Like, like the actual, like the, the picture window on itself. The, yeah, the window, yeah, the yeah. window itself, you could, was totally see-through and you'd just like have like floating names and shit. I mean, I've gotten so ingrained in the uh, office, inner office lingo and jargon that when you say full transparency, I just think it's in an email. Like, now for full transparency, <laughs> just to keep everything above board. Uh, <laughs> so my mind went right there and not the... Uh, the graphic what interface it, of what a it literally means. now defunct instant messenger program. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sound really old right now because you started talking about desktops, and I'm going to ask: Did you ever go to a gateway store when you were a kid? Yes. Do you remember gateway uh, stores and how they were like huge for three years? Yeah, there was one on Erie Boulevard in Syracuse. There was one. I'm fairly certain over um, where uh, BJ's is and everything on uh, on Central Ave, where the Target that makes perfect is. Sense. That's per- the perfect place for a, for a gateway store. It, it was probably like that liquor store, whatever that was. But the, they had the whole cow box motif and all that shit. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So, so you're telling me right around near where Empire Liquors slash Wine slash whatever the fuck they're called is right now, where I was an employee for one day. Oh, I forgot you worked there. Technically, not really technically. I worked there one day, and I got my T-shirt, and I never went back. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, that was a weird time. That was a that was my transient time. Yeah, you were you were heavy into the transients. I worked as a census taker. That's you. Can, you don't get more transient than a census taker. No, I don't. I don't think so. You like wore a tie and went door to door, and we also went on a night hunt to look for homeless people in the park because they had to be counted as well. I'm sorry, you did that. Yeah, that was real weird. And that was that was part of the job. That was part of the job. Go look wow. for people in shrubs and stuff. Did you yell out to them? Yeah. I don't, th- I don't think Did- we found anyone to count, but for some reason we had to go through a park at night. At night. Why couldn't you? That seems very... I mean, you can't do it during the daytime because you're assuming they're doing stuff during the daytime. That seems very profiling. Why don't you um, to assume that they live in the park at night <laughs> in shrubs? <laughs> Why don't you, why wouldn't you just like find a bicycle with bum bars? It was honestly very ill-conceived. It's just groups of people who are out of college or don't have college or like first job out of high school or retirees who don't have anything else to do are just going around defenseless and bothering people who clearly have not been taken part of the count and you know being part of society to begin with and now we're intruding on them even more it's 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 weird enough when you're knocking on someone's door who's against the census if you're knocking on someone's you know metaphorical door knocking on <laughs> the leaves don't want to that be are covering them yeah the living leaves that are covering them it's ill-conceived wow. um 
I just there's so many other options I think in my mind you could if you wanted to profile like that you could just find someone with a shopping cart and cans you know well, no I mean we weren't specifically counting them because they were homeless we were counting them because they count like they, they matter in the in the census their existence matters and they don't have a uh, a literal as we know at home you know uh-huh I got it. So you had to catch them in the act of not being in a home. No, it had nothing to do that they didn't have a home except for the fact that that's where we found them. Because we otherwise we they wouldn't we be counted. Doing, we weren't doing a numbers count on homeless. We were doing a numbers count on the people. And these people just that night just happened to be we were counting people who didn't may not live in a home. Right. It's very weird. We did soup kitchens and stuff too. Okay. Did you ask people if they had homes or where they can, where you could find them? I cannot remember, but I'm sure address was asked at some point. Mm. Did most people give you that? You know, you get a lot of rejection as a census taker. Mm. I don't remember. So you just got to be good at rejection. It, but but uh, there's a, there's a lot of people, and it, like, a lot of angry people too. Like this is eleven years ago now. So it's, it's, there's been a lot of progress made on people being openly crazy and against, uh, you know, government motives, but, uh, there were plenty of them out there back then too. (laughs) It's very weird. I, um, I want to ask you a question that's like kind of, a. I guess it's not really what we normally do on the podcast. Um, but I wanted you to kind of like, cause to that point where we don't hang out much, do you know when you think about people's lives, you like, I don't know if you do this or like, this goes back to that thing about like how we think and like how we picture things and shit. And I have like this image of you, right? Living your life in LA. Mm -hmm. And it's just like kind of snapshots. Like it's a, like it's a, like it's a super cut of your life. Do you know what I mean? Like I just have these snapshots. I like have these snapshots of your life from like when I dropped you off to like now. And it's like none of it, like nothing really changes that much. But um, I didn't know. Someone asked me the other day. They didn't really directly ask me, but I did that thing where I like talk about shit. And someone like kind of alluded to like, oh, how long have you been doing what you're currently doing and i didn't know and i was like oh i actually don't know how long he's been in his current job and then like even though i didn't talk about this i thought about like how you got there like from moving there you were with your sister and her husband and then like i kind of miss all that middle part where like you were doing different jobs and shit until you got to like your current 
spot. So like, I don't know if I just forget or if it was just like shitty because it was hard to find work. And so like, you just didn't talk about it. No, I mean, well, first of all, I, I, I want to correct your phrasing. You didn't drop me off. All right. It wasn't like, like soccer practice or anything <laughs> like that. All right. We took my car, we drove out here, and then I drove you to the airport when you left. And I stayed. You dropped me off. I, I you dropped not, me off. I did not get dropped off. <laughs> Your passive way of, of taking possession of my story, man. Come on. Um, yeah, but it's my story, too. That's the best part. I don't know. We, got, we it was you know It was the same year that I worked for the census and Empire Wine, and we came out here. And then... Uh, stayed at my sister and her and her now husband's house, and I didn't have steady work till 2011. I guess would have been that February. So um, it wasn't that, that long. It was that was a, that's a year. It was eight months, I guess, because we came out in 2010 uh, August. I want to say July, Fourth of July, somewhere around there. And uh, and that year, I flew back for their wedding. I flew back here for Christmas. I was it was more at that point. I you know it was more of just like a break than anything. Um, mm-hmm. I stole I sold some Apple stock that I now wish I hadn't sold to survive. And uh, oh yeah, and then uh, February, I got a job as a uh, a PA, a night PA, through someone I went to college with, and that was with this company. So I've been with this company for 10 years now. No kidding. So like, it's actually, actually it it was, yeah, it was like 10 years as of Sunday. That's amazing. So I'm just like, huh? I mean, there were odd jobs in between there and stuff too. Uh, nothing, nothing to write home about, but it was like when I was just about taking this, I, I, almost took another job as a production PA with like the company that does like, you know, shark, shark NATO movie and stuff like that. Like they, they had a, a warehouse in Van Nuys where they just churn out B movies and stuff. And a friend of a friend worked there and I almost started working there. And I almost at the same time, yeah, I had like a choice between three jobs cause I almost started working as more or less a night AE with a, with a film college and that was in Burbank. And then my friend called me about this job and I, you know, I took this, it seemed like the best option. Then they hired me right away. I wore a tie to my interview, which everybody laughed about after the fact, but I hadn't been on like an actual interview in a few years. So I didn't really know what the etiquette was and everything. But now being in production, I realized that you don't have to wear a tie for a PA interview. Or or any interview for that matter. No, you know what? I, it's funny. I've worn a tie to every single interview I've ever been on. And except for like anything where I got like weirdly hooked up and I didn't really have to do an interview, which has happened more than once. Um, oh, and when I got the job on the farm, I didn't wear a tie because duh, I just showed up in my pickup truck. You don't and look I like a figured, city boy. Yeah. I, I mean, I showed up in my, my vintage pickup truck and that was, that was how I got the job. Um, Dude, you you always wear a tie. I think that maybe that's like a New York thing, or maybe that's just like what our parents instilled in us. But like, there's no fucking way I would go to any job interview today. I don't care where it is. I'd always wear a tie. Yeah. Because it just represents who you are. I don't know what I would do 
after this, if I go look for a job, I don't, I think it would be out of place to wear a tie at most <laughs> interviews that I would go to now. But they, they interviewed me in the afternoon and I started that night. So that's crazy. It they was really like, okay, I'll you. take my tie off and then I'll come back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ride my bike, uh, change my clothes, uh, get some food, and I'll be in for work. That's weird. Huh. I can't believe it's kind of, it's like more or less the same company. Yeah, I mean, that's, there's been changes and stuff, but it's the same core, same same group of people. A lot of people moved on, they came on and stuff like that. But And there's still like night, night crew and shit? Is that oh, still yeah, we still, we still have night people. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I thought about it the other day and I thought like, see, in my mind, you were out of work way longer than that. Yeah, in my mind, I was too, but it was, well, I mean, I was basically out of work longer than that. I just wasn't out of work in L.A. for that long. I was out of work in New York, mm-hmm. you know, was it April or May that, uh, that, I, that I quit Apple? It must have been earlier than that because you were, I mean, this is, okay, this is, we're just like, doing a circle on what I like the feeling is different than the actuality clearly. So yeah, maybe, maybe I was actually out of work for about a year, but it was only, you know, seven or eight months in Los Angeles. Hmm. And I don't, I mean, you can't really count the work with the uh, census as a full-time job because it wasn't. No, none of the stuff he did was a full-time job. You hated all of it. You thought it was ridiculous. Oh, there was the census, and then there was Empire Wine. One day, okay. One, one day, Empire Wine, yeah. There was other stuff, right? I don't really... I'm sure there was, but it wasn't... Yeah, I can't imagine I mean, it was you hated day. it. I knew you hated it, whatever yeah, it was. I, I, hate, I hate most jobs, Lopez. I hate the yeah, idea of having to work to survive. Not like yeah, I mean, I, I don't mind like working to survive. I just hate the idea that we have to feel like we have to work in an office or work for someone, or else our livelihood's going to cease to exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's bullshit. This is the normal trajectory of the podcast. I would take this opportunity and try to lure you to Vermont, but. Um, I have listened to some older episodes, um, not lately, but like in the past, like half a year, I've listened to, um, some early 29, 28 episodes and it's just the same shit It's just every single episode. I'm just trying to get you to move to Vermont. It's like this week. Mention it. It's, it's like a segment almost. It is a hundred percent a segment this week on 29, 28. Andy is going to try and get other Andy to move back to the East coast. This time with more baggage and more dogs. <laughs> and the promise of remote working. <laughs> I just saw that there's been a lot more. Um, I've been getting a lot more targeted ads lately that are like dead on. It took You're them so algorithm, I'm feeding it. That's the thing is like I'm, I'm doing it with the, with the TikTok and the TikTok. I'm feeding it so, so hard. And it's like, 
I can, you know, it's, it's like, I'm not dumb. I know what I'm Google searching at home. And I know that my Google searches are showing up as ads and that's fine. Like whatever. Um, I need to just stop using whatever I'm, I guess my phone for it, but it doesn't matter. It's probably the IP address that's doing it. I, I don't really care, but some of them lately have been just really good. Like that, that screenshot I sent you last night, it was like, I don't know why it was advertising to me that maybe because it's that meta and it's like, it knows that I try to get people to move to Vermont. So it's like, I can send that screenshot to everyone who I want to move to Vermont. I'm like, look, look, number nine on PC magazines list of places to work remote is Springfield, Vermont. I don't even know what town it was or I don't even know if I've been there. So that wasn't an article you found. That was just direct marketed to you? A targeted ad to me. It's crazy. <laughs> but I do. this is something I do. I try to get people to move to Vermont. I don't try to get everyone to move to Vermont. I try to get people who I want to be in Vermont here. That's it. So. Um, all right. Your journey. Your journey is complete. I've recapped it. I fucking hope not. I think I've, I think I've told this story before. This came up today, and I was just thinking about it. Um, did I tell the story about the the um, buying a ukulele in Martha's Vineyard? Oof. I don't think so. <laughs> I bought a boomerang in Martha's Vineyard like every year for like three years straight. Do you still have them? No, you lose them immediately. They never come back to you. <laughs> so it's a Cape Cod fucking boomerang. It's not. It's not gonna work. What is that? And then you, Wait. Then you throw it into the dunes and you can't go get it because you have to worry about ticks in the long grass. I don't worry about ticks. Hey, you do when you're a kid. Jesus, I didn't. I worry about ticks now. Was there, did you go to an ice cream place called Mad Martha's in Martha's Vineyard? It wasn't an ice cream place. It was a bar? Well, they served ice cream when I went there. <laughs> As like a seven-year-old. <laughs> um. Do you know where it is on Martha's Vineyard? No, I don't know any geography of Martha's Vineyard. I was there as a as a toddler i've been to a place called mad martha's it's possible that they had ice cream and i just like overlooked that because i don't really think about that kind of stuff i remember they did they had like a like a special of like you get a a giant sundae of every scoop of uh, ice cream we make and it was like you know 42 different flavors in a giant bowl with six bananas and some shit like that i remember seeing that advertised there as a child I think I know exactly where this place is too, which is kind of funny. Oh, there can't be that many like business areas in Martha's Vineyard. Vineyard. Oh, there aren't. There definitely aren't. There's yeah. like four tops. Um, I think I'm gonna just recap this off the top of my head. There's Vineyard Haven. Um, there's the town right next to it, which I can't remember. Something Bluffs, Oak Bluffs, maybe. And. Then there's Edgar Town, maybe, which is all the way on the east. East Edgar Town. 
Yeah, that's a really cute town. Um, those are the three places that like anyone cares about. The ninth, everything else is kind of whatever. I haven't been to the western side of the island really, but I've cycled all around the eastern part of it. Um, I would like to go back. I would. I would like to. Not that I would like to like frequent it or whatever, but I'd like to go. That's sometime that's kind of off season, but still good enough for cycling. Um. And I think I might even have like connections now there, so I could probably find a place to be put up or at least tent in someone's backyard. But I liked it there. Something about there's something about a place that you go for a vacation that is like because it's that in your mind. Is this going to make any sense to you? It's like it ha it it like sheds this i don't know there's this this quality of a location that you just know you're going to be there just to not work at all so it's like the theory of a vacation i'm just talking about how you feel in vacation basically but something to do with the idea that like because you're going to this place and you know you don't have to work it's just fucking that much better well, yeah, I mean, it's not a vacation if you're going there and then you have to work. I know, but there's something about, like, the memory of the place that makes it even better because, you know, it's, like, vacation land. I mean, but it's not just one destination. It's just the execution of a, of a, of a vacation that you're describing. Yeah, I guess. I'm not very good at it. I, it's hard to... Um... I mean, neither are you. It's hard for you to fully unplug. It's impossible for you to fully unplug. You're in charge of too much shit. I'm getting better at it. Good. Good. Yeah, as you, as you get higher up in the ranks, I think that's what you're supposed to do, right? No, I think it's this past year that's kind of forced my hand at it just because working, seeping so much more into your home life and whatnot, the hours start merging and stuff like that. So there was, totally. a, there was a, definitely a tipping point where it was like, uh, you know, it was going to be one way or the other. And one of those ways was not sustainable to my survival or happiness, you know? Totally. So I love that. it makes you reassess and hopefully other people are becoming like-minded in that regard then too. That would be nice. Because I mean, we've talked about it before. It's like all the all the things that are giving us access to work from home and work remotely at this point are also giving us less excuses and less reasons that we can't do something if asked. You know. Yep. So, so the expectation changes, even though the uh, you know the former with social mores and whatever don't necessarily change. Totally. Yeah, I, um, there's something about, like, working at home that is, like, both better and worse sometimes, you know, it's like, it just, I guess it just, just depends on what it is. Today was crazy, I felt, I felt like I got nothing done today at work. Sometimes you just have those days, and it was very strange. Like, even though I have proof that I did a ton of shit, it's like it still didn't feel like enough. 
Oh yeah, my Martha's Vineyard story. I went to go in and buy a ukulele in, I guess it was Oak Bluffs. I'm just going to call it Oak Bluffs, even if it isn't. Um, no one's going to call your Oak Bluff. Ooh. So I go into the shop. I, for some reason, I just, I'm going to buy a ukulele. And I was just like, I said to the clerk, um, what, like, what's the, what are the, what's the tuning? of this and she just held out her hand and like I'm going to give her the ukulele so I gave it to her and she just does it and tunes it and there was a song playing on as well in the shop and I I would have never been able to do that was it ukulele music that was playing no oh, okay. <laughs> it's like it's like fucking Nirvana or something and I think it was Heart Shaped Boxes playing. Dead serious. I'm pretty sure that was what was playing. And she just tunes the fucking thing. And I said, you have perfect pitch. And she said, yes. And I was like, both simultaneously disappointed and both simultaneously like, I have so many questions that I actually can't answer, ask you because it's like fucking inappropriate to just start asking you about your perfect pitch which clearly plenty of people ask you about you know you work in a music store and you're a college student it was just very strange and i don't I, have a frame of reference to know what perfect pitch is yeah so I, I, um, I know i don't have perfect pitch but at the same rate i don't have any system i'm not equipped in any way to tell if i do or don't much right. like the fact that I still assume that I have perfect vision, even though I haven't been to the doctor since seventh grade, like the eye doctor. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm assuming what I'm seeing is perfect vision, but I could be completely wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, which one do you want to talk about first? <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, it's one of the same. So, <laughs> well, it's not. It's, it's it is, but it isn't. Um, your eyes. It is very likely that you do not have the same nope, vision not what I wanted that to you talk had about. in seventh grade. <laughs> my um, point my point is that I don't have the capacity to tell if someone has perfect pitch or not, because I don't know what perfect pitch is. Perfect pitch is let me see if I can define perfect pitch. Like I understand perfect. it in grand scale parameters and everything, but I don't I wouldn't be able to identify it. It would be like you can just think a note and sing a note, or you can just, you have no but, frame of reference for the some, note. If someone came up and started singing notes and telling me what the, the what notes they were singing, yeah. I would just have to take them at, the word, at their word because I yeah. have no way of knowing if those are the notes because I forgot any music that I learned from band. Right. But when she tuned the ukulele, she found the first note from nowhere. She had no frame of reference for it, and a grunge song was playing. Which But would I know what the difference is between a tuned ukulele and a and a and a just off the shelf ukulele ukulele? 
No, you wouldn't, but I would. And that's the whole point is it, it's like I asked what the tuning was so that I could go and tune it to a guitar that I knew was in tune because I have relative pitch. Not so did she, pitch. okay, relative, I understand. I, I never heard that there's relative pitch as well as perfect pitch. Okay. But I can did she answer note. your question? Or are you gonna have to go back? I, are you gonna have to go back to her every time and have her tune your ukulele? <laughs> because if you asked her what key to tune it in, and she didn't tell you, she just tuned it by ear and gave it back to you. What good does that do you? <laughs> I'm. Uh, what's the question? <laughs> you asked her a question, and she just tuned it for you did she yes. answer the question as well um yes she did sounds she, helpful when she finished doing it and then she said that's like kind of how it happened so she i'm trying to remember this is so funny you know it's i could probably do it i'm not going to do the notes but the reason why I know it was right and like, you know, how I know it was right is because once I hear the first note, I know the rest of the notes. But Right, because it gives you, you a, it gives you a starting point. I know Yeah, exactly. So but if you know that one note is correct, then you know how to place the other ones around it. Right. It's like the the first note that's all the way up top like where your thumb would be closest to closest like to your face when you're looking down at the ukulele that is the Let's see if i can fucking do this this is gonna be horrible because this is recorded forever and i've never thought about this out loud so it's like i'm not like a ukulele pro or anything right. but, if but you're it's wrong, basically i have no way of telling so just say I, whatever you I know. want <laughs> i know it's the third highest note first, and then it goes down, and then it goes up again. So it's something like that. Those are the notes for the ukulele. So it's so that's how you tune a ukulele. Now, those are the right intervals. I don't know if they're if that was the right starting note because. Again, I can do relative. I can't do, it's relative to where I started. I can't do perfect. She picked the first note out of thin air just because she was able to, because she has it memorized, because she has perfect pitch. That's what perfect pitch is. Now, it's being able to just like sing the note and then press the note on the piano, not the other way around, which is what everyone else in the world who has an ear can do. You have to have an ear though. You might need two of them. Right. <laughs> but anyway, she was the only person I've ever met with perfect pitch um, that I know of. Because I don't go around asking people, I guess. But people um, could have perfect pitch who don't know music and just happen to have perfect pitch. Absolutely. They just That's don't have thing. the uh, tools to express it. A lot of people who speak Chinese as a native uh, language, like Mandarin, um, a dialect of Chinese, they often have, 
I'm just going to say like higher levels of tonal awareness than uh, the Western speaking world um, because their language is tonal. So their ear is tuned in and formed and shaped, you know, the sounds are shaped, you know, um, in their minds and it kind of tunes your ear into hearing things that it normally otherwise, you know, might not hear, I guess. So I remember reading somewhere that, you know, um, people who speak, you know, languages that are like in the Eastern, um, you know, whatever, they're better at hearing, um, tones and stuff like that. I can't remember where I heard that. Probably some podcast because I listen to way too many fucking podcasts. Well, now you've said it on a podcast as well. Well, there you go. That's what I'm here for. But anyway, it was just really, it came up today. Um, Someone was, I walked into someone else's conversation and uh, someone kind of like joined me into the party and they were like, well, Andy could probably do that too, right? And he was talking about playing a song like just from listening to it. I'm like, yeah, that's the only way I play music. I was never really trained very well, so... I only play music from like listening to it. That's the best way to do it. It's like improv, you know, kind of musicians or jazz musicians or something. They, you know, in the old days, they liked it. They're a lot of ear players, basically. But it just made me think of that girl today. So I wrote that down because I don't know if I've ever said that before. But that's nice. Got us talking about Martha's Vineyard, too. And now it's February. And, uh, well, we're pretty well into February by now, but I really, I really want to go on vacation. (laughs) Oh, yeah. When was your last vacation? I don't even know. No. And I think the last time I went away was about a a year ago. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, mine wasn't even a year ago. Mine was definitely over a year ago. That was the first vacation that I like. That was the first substantial vacation I had taken where it wasn't like go home and see the folks, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right, which is something that you have to do. And I haven't. Oh my god! I need to get you to watch TikTok because some of the uh, shit is so good, dude. It's just the internet, man. It exists everywhere. I know, but there's if some like very the cream of the crop of TikTok will make it off of TikTok, so I can see it somewhere else. You know, it, it'll access okay. it, it'll it'll reach me somehow. I really like the guy in Maine who ages trees. That sounds That's... like it's never gonna make it to me. <laughs> <laughs> he like cuts down a tree what a dirt and jerk. like. He's a he's a conservationist kind of guy. He'll only cut down a tree if it's already dead. But he like marks all the rings, and he's like, "This is where this tree in 1945 got lone ash disease." And he'll like keep going. It's amazing. Not into it. I mean, it sounds like it's fun for one viewing. I don't. Is is every tree exciting? Well, he also talks about, like, conservation, and he talks about, like, 
how to plant new forests and like you know you too could prevent forest fires like kind of stuff i think that's that's copyrighted i don't think you can talk about that you know i'm just i don't know i'm just i'm spitballing here he doesn't say i don't think he's ever said that but he talks about like his property and he talks about grafting trees and like apple trees and shit and he just knows all about trees is that the name of his tiktok handle all about trees um i can look at it but I, I don't know what it is off the top of my head it's something he's like a i don't know he's just like an art isn't that called an arborist isn't that I what you are so. if you do that i think so yeah i think he's just an arborist and he like teaches he's like a professor at university of maine sounds about right it's pretty great then there's this i'm just gonna this is gonna be a segment where i just explain tiktoks to you oh yes there's this one that actually francois sent me originally and i thought it was a joke like the first four or five videos i saw i thought they were all jokes because you don't see them in the same session you just like follow someone and then you go on and then you see a video and then you're like that's still a joke right there's this guy his name is dr parkenstein and he's like 20 and he's like this um like you know multiracial black dude with like a huge picked out fro with these crazy like green eyes and he has like a kermit the frog voice (laughs) and he has a bunch of tesla coils in his backyard and i think he lives alone um but he's like obsessed with anything that's like pre-1920 he has a car he has like a car from the 20s he has like it's unreal and it seems unhealthy because after watching it for a while i'm like oh this is real like this guy's like really into this and it's like kind of just goes a little bit beyond uh it's like the renaissance festival but worse i guess well you're really selling me on it <laughs> it's just really crazy and it's entertaining because cuz you don't know if it's an act i guess like I'm I, still confused. I, I doubt it's an act. It's probably his either his like something he's clung on to like mentally or just has an obsession with. I mean, it's the, what the equivalent of fucking cosplayers or people who are really into Dungeons and Dragons or yeah, it's that people it's who that are really only, into like the Grateful yeah. Dead or something like that. It's like they're just living in it because they mm-hmm. like it i don't know man isn't that tied to like isn't that a little like uh aspergery or whatnot too to have yeah definitely definitely a little bit on the uh autism spectrum for sure there's no question about it man how um, what how why cling on to something like what at what point in his development was he like the 1920s was the peak of society the thing when is, it is up, kind of cool. I'm going to drive a Duesenberg, and I'm going to travel only by blimp. And, 
we're gonna ride bone rattlers and eat dude he like dances the charleston and like puts on like old timey like records on old whatever they're called (sighs) they're not called record players oh uh no the uh not telephone phones yeah damn it or the old edison uh the old edison cylinders the wax cylinders he doesn't have wax cylinders gramophone yeah that's it and um oh right because of the grammy well i think the grammy came after the gramophone right of course but isn't a grammy the shape of a gramophone i think you're right um it's just kind of amazing like he i mean it looks like he's going to blow up his entire neighborhood his backyard is like huge tesla coils i mean huge and he has like these old school switches that he throws he's basically like you know he could be powering all of his town in texas right now because he's in texas they're, the Tesla coils aren't connected to anything, right? It's just it's on wireless. a closed loop at his head, house or it's whatever? It's wireless. That, the whole point is that it's like wireless power. Right, but is is, is it actually powering his anything at his house? I don't know. He it's like, probably does just experiments for show. and stuff. I don't think so. He does experiments and stuff, and he like taps the bulb, and they like turn on. It's not magic. All right. It's so random, man. It's so good. There's got to be something that has to def- like at what movie or TV show or book. You're, like, try- you're trying to figure out what got him to be that way. Like, yeah, what what, he, what, what is he clinging on to? Like, he was he was watching some movie from some Charlie Chaplin movie or something like that, and and his parents died in a house fire or something. Like, it's like. What traumatic or significant event created this useless superhero? Yeah, I mean, whatever it is, it's great. I just, it's so entertaining. And it's like entertaining in a way that's just like, it's hard to describe almost, I guess. I don't know what to say about it. He's he's an entertaining person, and the Kermit voice is the craziest part. It's like that's the part of it that you think it's fake. It's like, oh, this is a this is a joke channel, and he has a ton of people following him. I don't. It's it's just user generated content. So anybody who wants to can go out there and put their shit out there and it finds an audience i guess <sighs> forestry professor is the the guy in maine it's forestry prof um so now you got that one there are a bunch of musicians that are great i watch a bunch of musicians oh there's the math guy i told you about the math guy right He just guesses people's heights on the internet and people like challenge him. It's like people on TikTok that are just like, 
like I think it started with someone being like, haha, I'll never tell you, I'll never reveal my height. And they have like 50 videos up. So the guy can basically take 50 videos and use them for reference. And then just like, he just draws triangles and does the Pythagorean theorem and like can guesstimate people's height within like, like easily within an inch, usually under an inch. It's amazing. And then people do like reveal videos where they will duet the video, which means they watch the first part of the video or they'll like mime. They'll be silent in the video and just nod their head when the guy's like doing the video reveal. It's pretty great. It's good. It's good shit. It's very entertaining. Uh, you're not ready you're not ready for it ready i'm not ready for it yeah let's let's say i'm not ready for it <laughs> dr parkenstein has 454.9 thousand followers that's too many followers <laughs> 454,900 isn't that unbelievable? I guess, man. I don't have... It's the same thing as Pitch. I don't have a frame of reference. Is that a lot on TikTok? Or I, I is, don't know. Is that he's a got a YouTube. He's got a YouTube with 5,000 subscribers. See? So it's fewer on YouTube. I guess... Well, because he's big on TikTok. He blew up on TikTok. He didn't blow up on YouTube. But they don't follow him to YouTube? No. People are like very platform-specific with this stuff. Is, it, like, is that kinda, a generational thing? Is it basically like the difference between making a phone call and texting at this point? Is like you use TikTok or you use uh, YouTube? That's like why I went into this. Like I, like months ago, we were talking about this and I had no idea what TikTok was. And I just like kind of committed to learning about it. And Man, um, you committed to learning about it? Why? Because why, why did you, you commit to learn something else? Stuff. I learned about so much stuff. Great stuff. I learned about great things. It's just like, you don't have to know, but the minute you stop, like you, you, you're fine because you don't engage in any of it. So it doesn't matter to you, right? You're like non-social media and that's actually probably a great way to be because it doesn't do anything for you, right? I couldn't imagine what I would gain from it at this point. I mean, this is like a world where I'm actually entertained by some things. That's why it's great. Like, some things are very entertaining. A lot of it's music stuff, I'll, I'll give you. Like, there's one guy who just, like, is an absolutely incredible singer. Like, when I first started watching him, I was like, this guy should be on a label, like, signed, you know? And in two months of... And we talked about this with the Vine thing, but in two months of watching tiktoks i've seen two people who i follow get signed to real record labels three three people actually get signed to real real, real record labels and it's like the only reason is because you know i'm following that person because they are that good and they get that following you know even if it seems fake, it's not. It's a real audience. It proves it's like uh, that's the, you know, proof's in the pudding. The pudding is 
TikTok. So people sign them. So, so like, at that point, yeah. they're signing them because they have such a large fo- following. So they're like, if these people, you know, if two thirds of these people follow him over and stream his music on Spotify or, you know, download it on iTunes or whatever the fuck people do with music these days, we'll exactly. at least have that base. Right. Exactly. So people, all of those people will release shit on Spotify. And then the Spotify link. So interesting shit. Not really. Kind of annoying, but whatever. You can't put a link in your TikTok account, your personal TikTok account, until you've reached a certain critical mass of followers. Oh, really? Yeah. So is that, that's probably because they don't want people leaving their platform linking out to another platform for content. There is that. So if, you, if, if you're proving that you're bringing, you know, a million followers that are coming to watch your TikTok, that's a million people that you're bringing to TikTok. So maybe they're like, okay, if you're bringing a million people, we can deal with them leaving temporarily to another link. Yeah, I mean, what TikTok has done in the last two months, it's changed. When I first started, you were allowed to, like those people were allowed to link out to whatever it is. I think, I could be wrong. I don't really know too much about this, but there's like a TikTok creator fund. So if you reach a critical mass on TikTok, you get paid. And what does that break so, down to? How much are you getting paid and what do you need? I don't know. We'd have to Google it. I really don't know. I don't know if it's like public information. I've never looked it up. But I can tell you someone who's, I can like find someone who's just crossed the threshold to tell you what the threshold is. What's the threshold? Um, you want me to look at it? Yeah. That's that's why we're talking about TikTok, isn't it? The threshold? Uh, yeah, we're talking about the th- <laughs> We we're talking about how we get in, how we penetrate the threshold. Um, let's see, thirty thousand. Thirty thousand viewers or unique views, which is followers. Followers, okay. Now it's been a few weeks, so maybe I can see. But this person has already also had a few viral videos too so like a couple videos with like a million views and shit like that um but it it's just it's very interesting um and you can also kind of, as you're as you're creating content you can also see what like your earliest videos if your first and second videos are good like really good out of nowhere you could have a viral account like if you watched tiktok for like six months mastered the art in your mind and then made your first video you'd probably have a viral video because it's all about knowing how to play the game it's you know what i mean it's not anything and there are plenty of i think there are plenty of tricks but they like clearly your first few videos they'll push them on more people 
just to give you more views and those more views make you want to come back to the platform. So that's like the beginning of how the algorithm is set up. Um, like my oldest videos all have like over a thousand or over 500 views. What are those videos? For no about? reason. What do you do on those videos like this? The oldest one? It was me bitching about a Harry Potter clock. I got, I got tricked. I got tricked into buying a Harry Potter clock and I didn't want it. I was mad. Very angry about it. Oh my god. All right. <laughs> I went on it was the is like one of the last things I bought from Amazon. It was like really it like sent me over the edge and I was like I'm not even going to buy shit from these fucking people anymore cuz this is bullshit. And I didn't want to send it back cuz it's like it was cheap and it was like it worked. I needed a clock to go above this computer I'm sitting at right now. So now I'm looking up at the clock. It is not the clock that I bought for this spot because the clock that I bought for this spot said platform nine and three quarters on it in very small text. And I was upset by that. I was, I was actually offended that it said platform nine and three quarters because it could just very well say nothing. What is platform nine and three quarters? Is the thing in Harry Potter, the place where the witches like go to Hogwarts and shit. That's how they get on the train. I don't know anything about Harry Potter. You know nothing about Harry Potter. I've opted out. You opt out of everything. That's you not, like give me shit for not watching movies. That's not true. I, I haven't seen Harry Potter. I've chosen not to read or take part in Harry Potter. It just happens to the be. The books were the books were shit. Don't read any of the books. You see that plenty of they people say banned. that the books are better than the movies. It's like that's I, not. I they weren't good. I I like got through like one and a half, and I was like, I'm just gonna watch the fucking movies. Yeah, I'm just I I, I don't need to be involved. Everybody else can enjoy it all they want. So you're just not involved. Yeah, I I'm not involved. I'm not trying to stop you're it. Out. I'm not trying to help it. I'm just not involved. Like people start talking about it, and I'll just go outside and fly a kite or something. Um, I wrote a note here and you're going to have to remind me of what it is. I didn't finish listening to our last episode, even though it was posted already like two weeks ago. I have follow up and it said your beef with me explaining, I do favors for someone and I just say all the things for people. Oh, I was just talking about all the things that people do for me without helping them well, back. yeah because that in beat. that in that episode you start like you're going to explain to me a scenario where you did something and or to get something and then you did something back except mm -hmm. it continues on track about three instances where people kept doing i just listed, for you. i just listed the things people did for me yeah and then told you yeah i get them back and it, and it never you never got to the point where where you you got them back <laughs> It's funny. I don't remember any of the favors that I've done back for any of those people, but I definitely do favors for people. I'm not judging. I'm just saying <laughs> when listening to it, it <laughs> kind of fell flat with your your uh, <laughs> your scenarios. 
what I was explaining was bad. <sighs> Amazing. Um, did you read any of the uh, the newspaper clippings I sent you guys? No. <laughs> really? Sometimes I do. I have time for it. And then you sent me some last two days or something. And it's just, I, I sometimes I wish you would just send me the one that you want us to read rather than just giving us a whole section and seeing if we pick the right one that you want us to comment on. So this is a thing that Bill showed me a while back. And it's just a guy on Instagram who posts the town, the police blotters from my very newspaper like my local paper which is called the news and citizen so it's the same one i get but this guy just posts this for the internet to see instead there were a couple really good ones um there was an even better one that i didn't send you guys and i'll read it to you january 29th at 1 p.m police helped a woman in hyde park figure out her next moves when the owner of the home said um, when the owner of the home she had been staying at since the beginning of December cut the power and left her without heat two entries later January 30th at 2.55pm the aforementioned owner who cut power to his property with someone in it said the woman took some of his chickens and wouldn't give them back. This is in the official sheriff's blotter for our county. I mean, it's this good, is it's why good to have a record of uh, past incidents. So when it boils over and someone ends up dead, uh, they'll at least know that they were dealing with these people, I guess. So here's my question with that. The guy cut off the power to the house. He owns the house. The house now has no heat. Is he trying to smoke her out? A freezer out, I would imagine, right? Yeah, you know, whatever. I can use the other saying, yeah, right? I, I guess mean, freezer I, out I, is I would probably... assume that he... Yeah, I, I also don't know how legal that is. I don't know about Vermont, but I think there's rules against uh, landlords... Uh, even if like there's a dispute over rent or something like that, I'm pretty sure they can't shut down power and make it dangerous for people to reside in the house. Which is why she called the cops, I imagine. Yeah. But why does she steal the chickens? I don't know. And is she stealing the chickens but living at a house that he owns? So is it still his chickens but she's taking care of them? Oh, yeah. Or does... Does she rent a room at this person's house? Or is it a duplex or like a uh, in-law's apartment? There's a lot of follow-up questions. I think uh, I think she'd go investigate on TikTok. When you- <laughs> that could be your when- thing. You could be you could be like the what the John Walsh of uh, of TikTok. You could be America's most wanted on TikTok. So you think I should just go on TikTok and read these? 
No, I think you should ask questions. You should read them, and then the next one would be you knocking on this lady's door to get the get the real story. I see. I'm mm-hmm. gonna have to find her. I get to. I have to pull the police records. Mm-hmm. Find her. They are like. They're what? Like, how long are these videos? Fifteen seconds. Or one minute. Okay, so fifteen seconds or one minute. Uh, you're just doing it. The, the new method of, of Netflix crime shows, crime documentary. Okay, what's that? You know, like crimeumentary. No, it's just like a crime documentary. Okay, in a minute. Yeah, in a series of minutes. Okay, there's no two. I can't do to be continued. Why not? Because that's not how the format works. It like ruins like people like. People like lose followers if they do like to be continued. Wow. Like, to be continued is like too much for the platform. Maybe you could be the breakthrough for it. Even so, even the guy who does heights, he speed talks. I mean, he talks at he talks naturally at like a very fast speed anyway. This kid speed talks through his entire thing. Like you have to, you might have to watch it three times to even understand the math. And it's all just like geometry. It's really I don't know, easy. man. I feel like you could just release them in series and just have like, this is my, the ballad of the chicken lady and just like start to finish and people can revisit them if they need to. And if, as long as each episode's good, people can always go back and look at it. So don't make it dependent that they need to know what's going on. Maybe each one it is informative or ridiculous, but once they once they latch on to that crime crime series, they'll start watching from the top. All right, I'm I'm gonna read a couple more. Right, pick a good one, and we'll we'll end on that one. Oh, there's another series one that like they're all together. There's one that's just February first at eight fifty one p.m. A man who might have been intoxicated was refusing to wear a mask at Moog's. He later got a lift home. That's the entire entry. Was it an actual lift or was it like a lift, like classically speaking? It is lowercase. And it's an, it's an I, not a Y? Yes. Oh. So they, they just, they're just, they, be, they're they just used being it folksy. Normally. Yeah. No, that's like that. That's the thing that's the best about. That's why I wanted to send you the picture so you could see it because the language is so slang. It's like. It's written by someone who's like maybe in their late 20s and just like taking quick minutes. And the idea is you have to be so concise with language that it is downright fucking informal. So I'm guessing the police people at the police station, who is writing this stuff? Uh, The the crime beat reporter usually. Okay, so you're saying there's a crime beat reporter. They call... They talk to the Morristown police people, mm-hmm. and they get like the top ten. I or they or they they're sitting at the courthouse and watching them happen. I'm not really sure Ooh, what the blotter okay. is. I guess are they, they listening to the radio. Are they on the, the the whatever it's called? No, I think it's public information. So I think they would just access the records for that day and then write them up. January 30th at 6.09 p.m. In what has become a regular occurrence, 
police received reports that people were racing around the Morseville Plaza parking lot. Officers were able to track down one of them for a chat. January 30th at 9.31 p.m. More drivers were racing around the same area a few hours later, but the caller didn't describe the vehicles well enough for police to locate them. Next day, February 1st at 5.46 p.m. This time, it was three vehicles racing around the Morrisville Plaza parking lot and surrounding area. Uh, typo, they were gone when the police arrived. So an officer sat on the scene for a while, hoping they would return. No such luck. February 1st, two hours later, the hooligans were back, causing a ruckus in the Morseville Plaza and blowing donuts. One girl said some of the drivers were threatening her. Police later contacted the parents of those involved. you gotta sell cocaine i can just file a claim rats coming straight to the bank i'm doing shit that you can't nigga i'm smarter you ain't edd scale and it's telling that you heard about i be so happy to certify get on that laptop i'm working out be 25 clenching for hours she changed my life and i gotta admit it more money i swear i done had in a minute you mean to tell me i can just wait on the email and get certified for a 20 damn this shit hurt better than dealing y'all turn me to a scam or quickly yeah. i was just stuck in the cell now sit back wait on urging me i been swiping for edd go to the bank get a stack at least this shit hurt better than selling peas i made some rent that i couldn't believe 10 cars then 200 bonds i got a shot at the donald trump i just might swipe me alone so i'm in new york having money for I ain't got rich, I'm an EDD. I ain't hit no more liquors than EDD. And just last night I was selling pee. And I just woke up to 300 G. Just go 60K off of SBA. It's time to ball like the NBA. Take miles on swimming to KLA. Shannon up bills with the CPA. Addison 30 car landing one day. Get straight on the phone and activate. Call BOA, they say I got a date. It's 12 o'clock, gotta go swap this case. If you got the name and number, I got the edit. We can put something together. I got the Ellie and Cat. They here for show. Man, them be hit a little better. Baby, they all about swipe, head on my feet, head on mirror in my jeans They offend with the blue tip bullet, and that bitch come with a beam Unemployment so sweet, we had 1.5 land this week That land transaction with me, I'm trying to swipe this bitch up till it free I just been swiping for EVD, go to the bank get a stack at least This shit here better than selling peas, I made some rent that I couldn't believe 10 cars, then 200 bonds, I got a shot at the Donald Trump I just might swipe me alone, so I'm in New York having money for me. I done got rich, I'm an EDD. I ain't hit no more liquor than EDD. And just last night I was selling pee. And I just woke up to 300 G. Go sit the K off of SBA. This time to ball like the NBA. Take cars, I'm swimming to KLA. Counting the bills of the CPA. 